Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode four. And you'll notice some nice jingly music there, won't you, Panda? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I feel very at home now. <laughs> How have you been? How's your week been? Week has been good. I'm well. I'm several several thousand down, but I've got a big smile on my face. I've enjoyed the week actually. It's been a good week. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been a good week. Football index. I've loved the Champions League coming back. I mean, for twenty years, it's still when that anthem uh, hits, it's still magical to me. I love the bet. I love the betting as well on the whole two-legged affairs. I just love the nuance in it. Um, you were telling me that you're not too good at the the first no, legs. That's your uh, that's your that's your kryptonite, apparently. Funnily enough, I've got a terrible betting record on first legs, so I usually always focus my betting on the to qualify market, and I'm very good in the second legs, but I struggle leg ones. So didn't make too many bets this week, but um, I loved having it back, and I just like the chess matches within each game, and I look at it as in you know there's four quarters of football. That's how I kind of break it down in my head. So it ebbs and flows beautifully. So yeah, I love the uh, love Champions League being back, and um, yeah, it's been a fairly good week. Yourself, obviously, some big news. In your... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that quiet. I mean, yeah, I mean, I tried, <laughs> I tried. It took it took a while to get it over the line, and I've uh, I've learned the hard way, Panda, that until until the the you sign on the dotted lines, things aren't done, and there's been. From my young life as a as a as a budding uh, I don't know what you want podcaster. to call it like podcaster whatever you want to call yeah. it um, I've learned that there's loads of exciting things happening in in everything mm. business and, and the world but until someone you know puts puts pen on paper yeah. it's never it's never quite there is it and I'm sure you've you've had experiences in in life similar but I've definitely not learned the hard way but I've kind of been. I've, I've overexcited myself in the past about things that didn't really get over the line in the in the end. So I guess this was a uh, joyous. I guess you know the clincher once they heard the Figcast extra and the Pandra on it. I suppose that was that just was literally. There's it. no going back for them at that point. It was mad. They were like, "Tell you what, yeah, uh, <laughs> had to think about it, and you've just you've just come out with some absolute fire." Yeah, they, and I was like. I didn't tell you that, otherwise you would have been up to, upping your rates from one thousand bamboo an hour to it's probably two three thousand. So good uh, money for me, this. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're fed well. You're fed well. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, yeah, really exciting, really happy. It's incredible, um, incredible, and just so obviously it's fully deserved from you, but also from the index perspective, I think mm. it adds another layer. I mean, the athletic. Yeah. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, I I pitched them a load of things, yeah. and, and this was the one that that popped up. So we'll mm. see where that goes in the end. Uh, you never know. What what about yeah, a few column inches from Panda? I like that comment. Yeah, someone said I should be writing for the Daily Sport. I thought that was a bit of an insult, to be honest. To my expertise. I gave you Huffington Post. Yeah, again, that, another. That as I'm, you know, an award-winning gambler. I thought that was a little bit of a, a piss take, but there you go. Yeah. So, um, did you say award-winning gambler? Wow, award-winning in my own house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been fairly successful over the last, what, eight, nine years? But, yeah, I, I mean, I've only got awards internally from, from family members. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Someone actually on the betting community, a very famous goal match better uh, that bets on over-under goals, um, released a training course this week. It's already sold out. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, online course for £2,000. Uh, Bloody hell. The traders out there will know who I'm talking about. I don't want to give him publicity, but he's how, how awesome. many? How- how many people? I don't know. He had a limited number. You could do a, wow. you could do a beginner course and an advanced course. Oh. Or you could 
buy both and get a little bit of a discount. And they sold out within about two or three hours. I mean, he is incredible and he's got a legitimate reason for running the courses. Wow. He needs it because immigration... Are these online courses? Online courses, I believe. Wow. And because for immigration purposes, he needs a taxable uh, income stream coming through. He's opened him. He's opened his world up to people to train them. So pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Mate, I mean, I hope you don't start doing that. that was with, I'm actually, this, I'm uh... actually tutoring someone at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got nice. someone out there listening. So, hello to you. You know who you are. Oh, fair. Play. Anyway, fair so play. um, TT. What we're going to talk about first? It's the the media survey, isn't it? Media survey. We can jump into there if you like. Yeah. So, we got. I'd like to ask. I'd like to put this to you, to be honest. So, we got uh, a, a notification yesterday asking us to answer four questions um, in classic football index. It was six <laughs> questions. Um, that actually finished me uh, it, was, it was so good like just <laughs> I opened it up and I went up, I nearly I nearly stopped the survey at question four well I, genuinely yeah, I was like so should we should we go through the survey go on then do you want to bring it I've up I've got it up here oh, okay, I've got it up here in, anyway, in case some, people some haven't seen it yeah. yeah. So the first question was mm. first of six, not first. Of mm. Mm. Uh, Football Index scans twenty media sources to generate daily media scores. Mm. Are there any sources that you would like to see added or removed? Mm. Mm. Um, I haven't finished the survey yet, so I don't <laughs> want to give too much away. But I don't. I'm not sure about the Huffington Post. I I removed the same one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would, it would, it would destroy you because you're a budding writer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, but I'll uh, accept that. Uh, you'll accept that. And then I added a few foreign ones. Well, like Le Keep, I guess. Built, built in Germany. Um, is it Marker in Spain? Marker, yeah. Because Ass is very much the Real Madrid mouthpiece, isn't it? So we probably don't want that one in Spain. And then who have you got in Italy? It's uh, uh, La Gazzetta. La Gazzetta, yeah, they're the, they're the they're the main ones, aren't they? And then I've got, I guess you've got. Would you be able to do Sky Sports Germany, Sky Sports Italy? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, were they yeah, yeah. Were they technically different publications? I don't know. It, it's I, don't know. It, I think the broader, the better, generally speaking, mm, across Europe, mm. so to bring that flavour in. The, the more there are, the more likely it is that the most talked about footballer wins. Yes. I, I would I would presume that's that's the case. Would it open up us up, though, to more random winners? If on a night we've got... Um, you know, we've got the domestic cup in Spain and one of the minnows knocks out Barcelona and someone scores a brace. I guess you may have that little bit of extra randomness in there, but then it's a big story Maybe. in Europe, isn't it? It, it? it depends. It's hard to uh, isolate that and it will come to the next question that I've got, mm. which is the, would you be in favour of more football related words being included in media dividend scoring? Yep. You could almost weight that towards... You know, as we, I think, I think they've given the examples: hat trick, scouted, yes. volley, assist, yes. and more likely than not, by the law of averages, the better players, the more expensive ones, and the more popular ones mm. are going to win, and it's going to stop. Yep. You know, James Milner winning after you know signing a new contract yeah. or whatever, every, or a one year extension. Every, at Liverpool. Everyone I've spoken to in the community, I think, has answered yes to that, and I'd be very surprised if we don't go down that direction for question two. Yeah, that was a yes or no, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was just a uh, yes or no. I think that's that's definitely yep something. agree. And then three was please lift any list any media specific words you would like to see added to the divid, uh, media dividend scoring. Mm. So my my thing here is um, FI have never really not they, it's not that they're hidden it it's just that they've never really yeah. openly publicised this apart from on the academy where it's kind of a, a little hyperlink somewhere in the corner. Correct. So I would I would also hesitate to 
when I was, if I was creating this survey, I would have definitely put a link there because I just don't know how many people know what the words are and how they work. I don't think they realise victory is worth X amount and um, what are the words? Let me try and find... Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, I didn't realise it for a few months, um, but there is a word list out there you can find and each word has an associated score, doesn't it? Mm, mm. that was that that was actually the and i don't blame people for not knowing it because that was the hardest thing when i created my updated beginner's guide it was the hardest thing to to do i mean i, I took a, it was a few takes for me to really mm. say it in words that made sense to everyone if that makes sense yeah. so any any specific words that you were like i can't believe that's not there let me you know we what should definitely I, have that. I haven't done a comparison yet i haven't brought up what words are being scored mm. and what ones are missing because i haven't answered it i'm going to answer the survey tonight um, I think there's the football specific ones that need to be added, right? Well, that's question um, two, though, isn't it? Yeah, or... yeah, but it's it's please list any specific oh, words okay. you would like to see added to media. So you've got you know hat trick, yeah, winning. Yeah. I think stuff like golden boy, wonder kids. Yeah, um, and then some. I, I was saying to this to someone, and they were like, "Well, why would we want more youngsters winning than MB?" And my flip side thing to that was, well, actually, it makes it so those youngsters are less bubbly. It means that they have more intrinsic value, which I don't think is a bad thing for the index because they're already priced in as if they have yeah. a lot of intrinsic value. So and, it's not on FI to go on. No, and I was just going to say, and I always fall back to the transfer market. You mm. pay more money for youngsters yeah, because they have uh, more career, more years, more football in them. So I've got no problem with adding number one intrinsic value to, to youngsters, but also, yeah, their, their price. I've never been a big... Um, against those price person the, the other ones that i thought of were champions league uh cup winners mm. uh game winner um you know stuff like that that is very football relevant um and then obviously i'm presuming that they'd remove on top of that and this is something that we haven't that wasn't in the survey and i don't think we talked about on the podcast for a little while we're removing stuff like as you mentioned victor uh, when it comes to someone's name, Rose, which is for some reason weighted highly, United, of course. United is, is one, one that gets a lot of traction. Um, it does. Although I don't think if we removed United, um, it would have a huge... I don't believe it would have a huge impact on the actual um, MB winners' results. Mm. So I'm told by Football Index Edge, and obviously you can <laughs> run that data, but yeah, United... People... I'm, told, I'm told by Football Index SOTD. Or he also says it. He does, doesn't he? He just keeps hammering it into me. He he's, does. I just, I keep saying, you know. It's not going to have a huge impact. That's and he was thing. like, yeah, he, he was like, he's been keeping it in his notes. Every single day he's been tracking mm. it. So uh, but, I don't know if he's right or not. No, but... well, we'll find out. Because they mentioned that, don't they? For listeners who yeah. haven't heard it, you've done an excellent podcast. Oh, October, November last year, maybe before mm-hmm. with Mike and Kieran. And they both mentioned United and they kind of chuckled a bit at it and it resonated yeah kind of pricked my ears up because they're aware of it because mike's a liverpool fan oh there you are then no i'm joking that's not the reason it's just you know it's just counterintuitive isn't it you know to to, to have united as a because it just doesn't make much sense but the the next question was Mm, uh would you be in favor of media sources from outside of the uk being used for media dividend scoring and i'll ask a a two-pronged question here one do you think this should happen? And I think you've alluded to the fact that, yes, it should. Two, do you think FI will implement this in this iteration of a media revamp? Wow. Oh, put me on the spot there. I don't know if they will. I want them to, but the survey didn't give me great confidence that this is all going to be mass implemented in time for the new year, especially with a lot of focus on NASDAQ order books. What do you think? 
I go back to uh, the podcast, the three-hour bonanza that I had with uh, Sigmund and, mm. and Sam, which mm. I, I tweeted about, actually. A few people have listened to that all the way through on the, in one go, which is... Uh, Fair play to them. Yes. Fair play. Yes. Uh, well done to you who, who did. But I, I basically said there is a, it's a, a step-by-step thing mm. that FI have got to go through. First and foremost, you've got the sentiment sentiment scoring matrix, right? Mm. And and I'd say before that actually is picking up names. I was going to so say, num- of, yeah, number uh, one for me. Number one like, is picking up yeah, names. Player identification. Second, you've got sentiment scoring. Yep. Third, you've got sources and if they're picked up or not. So yep. that is kind of hand to hand with player identification. But what I mean by that is, does a does a story have to be in the RSS feeds for it to be attributed? Is there another way? And look, I don't have all the solutions. That's not my job. So mm. I'm just I might be throwing out stupid stuff here, but I think there's something there as well. And then I think there's global media. It feels like a lot to it, it, to change it does if we're struggling to pick up adama and nabicator um and a couple of others then yeah the chances of us getting the feeds from built or um Le keep and translating them and getting the sourcing right it feels like a big ask in this iteration mm. in this round of changes um i hope they do it but we may not see it it may be a- I, I i would be happy for it all to change i just think the likelihood of it happening is low mm. but then but then i again i say that and i didn't think the pb matrix would change as much as it did so that's true i'll tell you another quick thing would you have a cap and i don't I, i'm sure i'm sure a few traders out there listening to this would have um, would agree on the cap the articles per source because some people get a little bit uh annoyed at the daily express especially through the summer when potentially for clickbait reasons, they might publish seven or eight articles on a player through the whole course of a day. Would you yeah. look to maybe cap it at three of your high scoring uh, articles per source? No. No? And I'd, I, I, this is my personal viewpoint. Yeah. Just a couple of reasons. Because one, one thing that someone said to me was, oh, what if we capped it to one article per source? And I was like, well, then you're going to have more situations where the stories are a lot closer. Like, as in the points are a lot closer mm. to winning. Mm. And I think that yeah, I it would one. be a shame. It would be a shame, for example, if Haaland didn't win MB yesterday on on the the night, the day after mm. he, you know, mm. scored those two goals against PSG, which we're going to talk about later on. But it would be a shame if he didn't win MB on that because there were, you know, he got 15 articles and Neymar got 15 articles and Neymar's were scored higher for for kind of an arbitrary reason mm. because he compared he talked about Sancho being the next uh, Ballon d'Or winner or whatever yeah. Th- those were the main story circle and that would probably if they add kind of football words in be quite highly scored things because the Ballon d'Or or mm. player of the year or mm. best player in the world those kind of phrases should be scored quite highly so for me that's that's one reason and hold on, I'll, go on. I'll, we'll get go on you can interrupt me in a minute but the second one is that I think it's a fair reflection of the the kind of the media like Sky Sports they look credible and they act in a credible way but are they actually more credible than the Express? I'm not sure they are anymore. Like, I, I genuinely don't well, think no, they I... are as reliable. Or no, and they're very late. As they are. So, so, do you know what I mean? Like, I think 
in this modern era it's it's very weird because 10 years ago or even five years ago six years ago seven years ago the outlets were king journalists were far there were more cogs in the machine and now it's actually the talent the people the journalists that are the the story breakers and the headline writers the guys that are seen as um very reliable or not i don't know if that's just my young young Mm. brain being quite naive but that seems to be a shift to me and now it doesn't really matter who david ornstein writes for whether it's the bbc or the athletic it's he's still seen as a very credible source i still don't know though it's interesting i read a piece on him that i still don't think he has the same credibility now he's out on the Mm. bbc when he used to ring up and say it's david ornstein from the bbc he used to get more traction and more leads compared to when he rings up from the athletic so i do still think that carries weight i think fleet street and the days of the back pages that's lost obviously some waiting as time has moved on because news is 24 7 now isn't it with twitter and journalists Mm. posting bits and pieces um I've got no issue with what sources we want to use. I'm not going to tell anyone if they want to read the Daily Sport, Daily Star versus Sky Sports or the Telegraph. Um, I think that's a little bit snobbery. But I do think potentially capping stories per source is something I would at least look into. I don't know how. That- I, I, I wouldn't hate the idea. Yeah. I just wouldn't yeah. want I wouldn't cap it at one. I, I feel that I fear. No, no, not, not, not one article. Sorry, like three to five per yeah. source. As opposed to yeah. having nine stories on Neymar in the Daily Express last summer. Sure, I, I do. I do see how that's not desirable uh, in terms of having an intuitive mm. platform. But yep. again, I go back to it being a reflection on kind of media, the media world that we live in. Yeah. To me, I've just always wanted when I when I struggle with the the questions here, I've always wanted media to just represent and give me an intrinsic feel of what the back pages are. Simple as that, really. Mm. I just want to kind of know what are the the biggest stories in football on that given day. Um, mm. So um, anyway, yeah, what was the next question? Oh. Next one was, how would you like to see discriminatory or negative media uh, stories handled? And I actually dislike this question the most. Yeah. Not Hard because question, of what it is. It is a tough question, but because it wasn't specific, I think they could have made this like an A, B, C, D. Mm. Like, what about racist stories mm. or uh, stories to do with uh, racism? Mm. Um if they are about a player being racially abused mm. or someone racially abused, I would I would want those removed personally. I think that it should. I, I get it. Like I, I get the whole um, Sterling has now become like an amazing figure in the media, yeah, spokesperson. At, at, you know, uh, yeah. a, a massive spokesperson against racism, and I applaud him for that. I just think that um, I I don't like. It makes me queasy and uneasy to fear feel that people would buy players mm. on the eve of a game in like Moscow wearing Yeah, if you know Sterling's off to Moscow, are you going to buy him? That, that, feels, it feels, that wrong. feels wrong. But equally, me. does it not feel wrong if, if we're looking, if we're watching Sky Sports News all day and we're reading online newspapers and Sterling has been racially abused, um, he stood up against it, he's taken the players off the pitch, you know, um, he's shone a light on it. If that's everywhere, but then we look on media on Football Index and it's not reflected. Does that mm. not look a little bit odd in itself? You know, are we not just putting it in the corner and not acknowledging it that, you know, racism is an issue in football? Yeah. I, I, it's, I honestly think... Yeah, it's, I get that point. It's very difficult. You know, I don't it's like hard. the idea at 259 of someone buying um, Sterling because there's a potential racial threat in Moscow, uh, the example you've used. But equally, if an unfortunate and, a you know, and it's a terrible thing, if, if an incident happens and it's being covered by the media um, and we're trying to stamp it out, and it's everywhere then it looks odd to me if it's not being scored on on football index um i, I actually i actually kind of agree with you it's I, difficult. I think you've, you've you've swayed me there it's really so I, 
if it's the if there's a way that the the price movements can be negated because people you know as i said it just made me feel it makes me feel uneasy that someone would buy a, a player mm. not hoping but predicting that they'd be racially abused mm. it just feels wrong to me it's, what, but yeah. go on sorry no no sorry you go I, I was just going to say I was going to move on actually to talk about kind of like just illegal behavior like tax evasion and stuff and I think that should that should just be removed you know if Agree. if if uh if Messi punched someone in the in the face in a bar or uh or Ronaldo evaded some tax like I, th- I just think they should go in the in the bin um I agree uh what else what other types of things are but negative media stories handled this and again uh, the definition of negative to me I don't really... It's tough because if Paul Pogba's on strike now, he should still score media points. Even Absolutely. Though that's it's negative, a massive right? story so in football it, in, it, in Europe. So that that was a tough one for me to answer. I, I answered, I'm going to be honest, story removed because I thought that the thing that they were getting at were um, that the issues with racism sure. or people t- avoiding tax, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the things that I... Um, that I thought about mm. and i and i answered there mm. so yeah um i'm trying to think of the last one now any further comments i know any any other business from you on this media seven percent it's a big one for me oh, we, yeah. we can't forget that they've kicked media with the euro qualifiers by removing a big chunk of treble media days um they threw the seven percent winners from the squad um they haven't reissued that study we don't know the detail behind it it's not tracking at seven percent as we speak so i think whenever this change occurs with media, uh, potentially before the new season, as Adam Cole said, we would like to have, I think, a little bit of a media uplift to smooth out the transition. But let's see. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that they just have not really addressed. And I think it, it needs to be. And they, they kind of, I think, SODD made a good point that they have promised to address it, but just Correct. haven't. Um, Radio. Well, before we move on, Panda, mm. we're going to do the first ever plug wow. of the Athletics. So this is this is special, isn't it? Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the Athletics. So if you don't know what they are, they're basically a subscription-based sports news site, and they deliver like amazing, amazing coverage, like amazing articles, and they've also got. Uh, stunning podcasts on there as well that are available for free but this this premium version is uh, predominantly for the the written work and they they've got football reporters as the likes of as we mentioned david ornstein james pierce sam lee raphael uh, honigstein uh, and they're basically telling stories that uh, you won't find anywhere else and the best thing about it is that there are no ads it's not clickbait it's just really good long-form sports writing and you can join the athletic today for 50 percent off your annual subscription uh you could just basically go to theathletic.co.uk slash fig so that's f-i-g and you get 50 percent off your yearly subscription and it's i fell uh, in love with it with the north american sports before they poached all of the good soccer writers it was very very good for the nfl um yeah can i cancel my subscription and re-sign up with yours I don't actually know. Uh, I don't actually know. Okay. Um, that's a good question, isn't it? Mm. Um, One of you to take back to the bosses. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> can I can I get this for the extra extra bit, <laughs> bit submission? My my co-host wants a uh, yeah. a reduced yeah. subscription. Yeah, this, this award-winning gambler wants it half price. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's four ninety nine per month if you do it annually. Yeah. 
and 50% off that is 250 a month it's like not even a meal deal is it? as as our good friend uh uh RC would say correct I it's do. um I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I'm, as an Arsenal fan, some of the, the writers they've got there is it's just great to great to read. And if you guys do want to support the podcast and you you do uh, enjoy it, um, and you do want to kind of give a little back in in one way or another, but also sign up to for me the best sports covered uh, coverage website out there, then yeah, head over to athletic.co.uk uh, slash fig and you can get yeah fifty percent off, which is uh, not a bad deal. But Panda, we've got some more talking to do. Champions League and Europa League qualifiers, yep. not qualifiers, the uh, knockout rounds. Yeah. The 1.25 multiplier didn't, it just about didn't pan out. No, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I do think that uh, EJ, uh, PB man, Stamford um, made some good points. They're quite vocal in the community. And uh, yeah, I just don't think it, yeah, it doesn't work. It just needs to be a separate payout. And when you hear the music hit of the Champions League anthem, which I mentioned at the top of the show, um, to me, that represents the gold standard in football and it needs to be gold days and it needs to be ring-fenced. Because when I see um, Haaland's display and he, what, what will PB win for you guys that have him, it doesn't feel right to me that he's not getting a gold reward for it. And I don't mm. like the idea that Champions League, that level of competition, those PB winners are losing out to a potential match whether it be in manchester or in you know in a, a remote place in france so yeah that's just my strong opinion on that do you think the ring fencing would overcomplicate things that's one thing that i've thought about so how would you avoid the ring fencing then would you add a two times multiplier maybe i, d- I just don't see why you can't have premier league games as a bronze i guess you're what you're saying is it's another facet to the dividend table yeah. isn't it and it's another yeah asterisk it's like oh well on champions league days yeah, yeah, yeah. is actually you okay. know what i mean it's like oh it's gold and then actually if there's another game that isn't yeah. champions league it's bronze i it's can like... i can live with the two times multiplier then to completely yeah, eradicate yeah, yeah. the leagues but I... even then what if someone absolutely smashes it i don't know that's the other thing it's um yeah but you've got you've got three ah oh, fencing is the best thing to do but it's not the easiest what's the easiest then I don't think there is one. Oh. Oh, so it's um, yeah. it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I would. I just want Champions League as gold, and I want it ring fenced, and I want the rewards to be for the global superstars that we all tune in to watch. Doesn't feel right. I think to they me. should. They should maybe even up and play dividends for them. Maybe. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, could you, could you ring fence them? I mean, this is asking a lot. And then, like, you know, because you're getting one point two five times pb scores but could you get you could do but are we running before we can walk i just like yeah yeah yeah. stamped and sorted and then we're just brain vomiting yeah 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 yeah. i mean it's a bad idea but not for me i think that's that's just something that they need to because it's it's a shame isn't it people but and the other thing people were talking about were like oh well some of these players won't they kind of won't they uh won't they create bubbles within themselves because people have bought them for the champions league it's like yes but that's actually kind of reflective of football because yeah do you know what i mean if messi goes out in the last 16 he as a player will have a far far inferior season to what everyone predicted and do you know, it's completely it's completely kind of intuitive if you yeah, if you miss out sense. on four matches of 16p you know in the latter stages or what have you then you've lost a potential 64p of mm. pb dividends so you should drop a little bit and I've got and no we've seen players and players in the past living off this you know Antoine Griezmann 
kind of broke out in that Champions League campaign when they got into the they got yep. to the final, right? And then um and also it was a key component in them winning the the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, that season and then obviously won the World, uh, World Cup with mm. France was mm. one of the top five players you'd say and then went on and uh, made his big move to Barcelona so and I think he won a lot of dividends at one point didn't he in the, the last stages was the, he, the Europa was that it? was the Europa League that time yeah. yeah 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 and scored in the final may have won that mm. as well yeah he got both so, bo- uh, I just the other thing is why is it gold from the quarterfinals onwards who's to say you know five matches as opposed to seven I just, yeah. I just think if you get to the knockout stages just, just stamp it with gold yeah, get um, those gold all over it. I mean, who was it? Was it PB Man who was saying, why not platinum or diamond? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you don't ask, you don't get in this life, but I'd just be happy for gold for now. The Europa one as well, it's strange for me. I think I tweeted it out, didn't I? I said, you go from the last 32 where it's gold, where there's a lot of rotation. I think you saw yeah, United yeah. have fielded a weekend side tonight. And you go to the last 16, it's silver, and then it's back to gold. Yes. Which is... You know, I'll leave that there for you because uh, totally we want to talk about we want to talk about the actual Champions League games, which uh, yes. you said you really enjoyed. Oh, but Dortmund PSG, Dortmund PSG, we were in contact through that, weren't we? A little bit, really enjoyed it. Um, Dortmund, I felt were two goals superior on the night. I felt they deserved a two goal lead. It's interesting when you look at XG in that match. I think it comes out to be one point two eight versus one point one eight, something like that. Mm, so you, yeah, you, I saw that. If you look at XG without watching the match, you may say, "Oh, that was an even affair." But to me, when I watched it, Dortmund were superior in the night, uh, tactically outplayed. I thought Chan and um, uh, Witzel were quite good. Yeah, Witzel looked very, very good, didn't he? Yeah, as a, yeah. You know, as I was watching it, I was like, as an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I thought Sancho. I was a smidgen off, did you? Just just decision-making. first half, he was very good. Yeah. I thought second half, he, he faded. Mm. There was a couple There was a couple of kind of cutbacks and, and balls across the area where I was... I mean, I remember saying to you where I was like, ah, oh, that was just off. Like, the usual Sancho puts that on a plate for someone. Yeah, and he, and he beat Verratti a couple of times on the near touchline. Oh, and didn't drive we were, with it. We, we were saying that, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember saying to you, one of my big frustrations as an Arsenal fan with Nico Pepe, and I guess this is probably, if you hold him... and. Uh, a lot of people on the FI view him as a prospect, which I'm sure you, you've touched on in the past. Yeah. But he, what he does is he'll, he'll beat a man and he'll come back and, he, and he'll just try and beat him again. Or he will he just won't drive with the ball, even though he knows mm. that he'll beat that fullback. And I felt Sancho at times, he was one-on-one with Tom, Thomas Munir, who I think is, is, a, is a poor right-back for a, t- a team as good as PSG. I was just thinking, just go at him. Just absolutely shred him to pieces. The same on the left with yeah, just Kazawa. Yeah. He was one-on-one, as you said, with Verratti a couple of times. Well, five, five Italian guys. He beat guys. Verratti, though. Slow. Yeah, and he beat him and then came back. I think uh, what I loved about that performance, though, it's not the Sancho show every week, but he looked like the game slowed down for him. He looked mm. at ease out there. And almost that arrogance, which I love about him, that strut. Um, yeah. It came through when he tried to embarrass Verratti rather than just drive. You know, he tried to beat him two or three times. So he'll learn. Uh, you know when to release the ball, when to make better decisions. But was it, um, was it in commentary? Um, Owen Hargreaves was comparing him to Neymar, and it felt quite Neymar-esque, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Neymar being the key point for me. I mean, the gambler in me actually believes that PSG are going to qualify. Um, I think they're just under evens for the return leg. But Neymar is the huge story for me because he didn't look fit. There was a fifty-fifty on the near side touchline second half. I think against Emery <laughs> yeah, Chan. I remember with that one. And yeah, yeah. he just kind of stepped over the ball and let Chan just take it off him. It was just, it looked bizarre to me. He didn't look fit. Um, he dropped in price, what, 20-ish 
20p or 10 mm. 15p so he's dropping a bit on that performance on the threat of him going out he needs to stamp his authority on this time we were, we were talking about it earlier weren't we pandy but pandy pandy i like that that's the feminine pandy. version that's the spanish espanol version now pandy just just you wait till we <laughs> get out into spain and people hear this yeah um i was saying that his spread interested me mm. it was it wasn't big at all and i would have thought especially with the president in the champions league knockout phases that fi would have been a bit more proactive a bit more reactive with the yep with those spreads and I, it was yeah it was just quite interesting to me that it was it, it I, I don't mind the spreads i i for me the the closer the better but it was just a just a surprise yeah yeah the spread's massive now mm, yeah i can imagine there was quite a drop today um so frank frank frankfurt a spanking salzburg 4-0 yeah that was a dodgy dodgy tie wasn't it for huang and Oof. for um patson dacker and he's already off patson is he yeah and sobers lie the, the boy who's had a pretty poor season um Oof. and probably not done enough for a move this summer um yeah salzburg are gone so we may see some drops as soon as this podcast's done i bet if i had a look some salzburg guys might be dropping um, that is uh united what were the yeah. What were the uh, what were the other games? The other games. Like? I just thought I'd touch upon Liverpool, Atletico. Yeah. Um, obviously, Liverpool have never lost a two-legged tie under Klopp in Europe. Um, Simeone has never lost a knockout game yes. when it's not against Ronaldo. Correct. I love this. The, the, How insane is that? The um, what's the phrase? The 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 road the immovable object meets the oh that's a mess i I don't know No, there is a phrase you can leave that in i'll find it next week but anyway two two (laughs) kind of behemoth colliding and i just sense that liverpool may struggle against the atletico structure and the low block and they were brilliant on the night and sell coke and Partey um, were very good in midfield and i tell you what i love this this stat here there was not one key pass or successful dribble completed by the midfield three of liverpool i think i saw a few tweets about how but useless Henderson was it uh, yeah. against a, a, a low block yeah um, unbelievable and the ball distribution I thought out to Trent was slow and sluggish and by the time he was crossing the ball Atletico as we know over the years you know it's been amazing at home they were just structurally so sound um very difficult um I'll be interested to see what is it Nick the guy who writes tactically about yes football if he's listening, and if not, I might DM him what he thinks about the return leg. Liverpool slight favourites mm. to qualify, but that's a very, very horrific scoreline. 0-1 is horrible. Someone's record's getting broken, isn't it? Someone's record's being broken. And Atletico score one on the night, one counter-attack, one set-piece magic. Liverpool need three. Good luck with that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we, um, is that, that was... That, oh, Odson, Odson Edwards scored again for uh, Celtic in the yeah, Europa League? Yeah, missed two chances. I was watching the first 15 minutes, missed two guilty oh, chances, fair. but he's uh, he scored, yeah. But, oh, well, I mean, we'll stop this being a live commentary of the Europa League. Back to the Champions League. Did you watch uh, Spurs Leipzig? Yes, Leipzig looked yes. good, didn't they? Nagelsmann's quite quite oh, something. He's brilliant. They to me looked in third gear. Um, once the draw mm. was made, I thought Spurs were in trouble. And then once Son got injured at the weekend, that to me was their final chance of counter attack and mm. most you know offering that counter punch ability to. So Leipzig respected them, but. That back line pushed way up. They squeezed Spurs. Spurs couldn't get out there in half, could they, in the first two? We saw a bit of action on uh, Ethan Ampadu. He looked, yeah, he looked good, didn't he? Looked comfortable on the ball. And when Upper Meccano comes back with his 1.2 dribbles per 90 and 5.8 long balls, I think something like that, him at home sets off a lot of their a lot of their attacks. Mm. So I think Leipzig are good to go through. And their players, and Cuckoo looked tidy, I thought. 
Yeah, he, he looks two pounds a good nine. Player. Yeah. I think sh- yeah, on set pieces as well. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting one. It was. Uh, did you see uh, PB Man's tweet uh, today? What was that? Did you did you read that? No. It was. Um, oh, it was quite interesting. Well, let me let me bring it up. It was it was interesting. I liked it. It was. Uh, he said, watching youthful Dortmund and Leipzig sides and seeing players in their late teens and early twenties look at home in the Champions League knockouts, score set pieces, etc. Youth and non PB players would do well to emulate them in a few years, but in some cases, are twice the price. And he says such an interesting market dynamic. You have players at the high end mm. of outcome for lots of these speculative yeah. players at a lower price. How it plays out, I don't know. Which it reminded me when you know we talk about Haaland, talk about Sancho. You just mentioned Kunku. I mean, you've got got even Timo Werner he's yep. he's quite youngish Patrick Schick there yep. I mean we mentioned Ampadu it's quite interesting isn't it very interesting and I've got egg on my face slightly because I, I do like him Jonathan David at Ghent who's playing away to Roma tonight I put a tweet out a little bit similar to actually PB man's but not quite the same suggesting you know he's two pounds ten now has this area of the market been tapped into too much when we think about top Belgian goal scorer last year was Victor Ossiman at 90 uh, odd p now well it's because everyone wants the next him right yeah yeah but the margins are fine on the transition to like the top five leagues now at these prices um and when you've got one at Nkuku who is already at a club like Leipzig on set pieces you look at his price he's lower than Jonathan David so it mm. is a very interesting market dynamic I don't know how it plays out but uh, mm. Mm. very interesting I agree yeah I think uh I'll make Leipzig to comfortably hopefully go through as an Arsenal fan they will after, after that um, did you watch any at Atlanta I didn't even mm. see the highlights of this no from Atlanta. no I haven't Atlanta. seen the tape I didn't watch highlights no but uh, I mean they are they are very good to watch aren't they Atlanta when they get going go going forward but I suppose they're the ones that you want if you're going into the quarterfinals correct after this. yeah they're attractive I mean Juventus would love them wouldn't they imagine Leon and then Atalanta <laughs> um, I mean the way Juve are going you never know um, that's true they are the lock of the round I think though they are yeah which reminds me actually, um, just touch on Juve just very quickly so that, oh yeah I thought Paolo Dybala's rise on Sunday was interesting for a few reasons he rose for those who don't know £2.98 to £3.50 give or take scored a game winning goal uh, before 3pm so had a lot of buyers who assumed he was going to go on to collect the 16p dividend um, he put up a monstrous 340 uh, eight shots, six key passes, 11 crosses, five accurate long balls. Now, the interesting part about Dybala is we all know he's so explosive, but his minutes per game is down at 57.5, which is very, very low. So the key metric to me that's been holding him back is the uh, minutes per game. If there's some suggestion that Ronaldo is going to maybe rest for the latter stage of the Champions League, um, if those minutes increase, then you know you have got that upside, haven't you, of explosion and PB wins because he's very capable. So I just thought that was a really interesting buy this week. I was kind of straddling the fence whether to pick him up or not because obviously with him and rotation and being subbed, it's a problem. But hmm. yeah, that was an interesting buy. That was an interesting buy. Hmm. It was, uh, I think Ronaldo's really caned him there. <laughs> he has. Just being there. He's just he, being there, he has. I, I, I wonder when he retires, Dybala, I wonder if he'll regret not moving last summer and not necessarily to Spurs because I'm not sure that was the right kind of team mm. um but I just wonder if he he'll regret in the future not making a kind of blockbuster move to I don't know maybe a United mm. or mm. uh or uh I'm trying to think who else he could have gone to maybe a maybe even a PSG like something like that where he becomes maybe not PSG now with their big boys but 
maybe a United where he would have been the, the main man. And I often think about that with, with Griezmann as well. And I know he's he's gone on and won the Europa League, Champions League finals with uh, with um, uh, Atletico. He's he's uh, won the World Cup and he's he's going to be he's going to win trophies with Barcelona. But I wonder if it's the same to be the main man at a big club and, and win them trophies. I wonder if he'll regret it. So anyway, I've, I've ranted on. Mm. Um, but speaking of, uh, you know, Dybala and... Uh, you know, forwards. Mm. You wanted to touch on a few that have been injured. So, you know, we saw Asmara Dembele strict, struck and down. But the one that you wanted to touch on more is Marcus Rashford. That's yeah, today. article by Rob Dorset at five twenty six p.m. Uh, on eighteenth of February. <laughs> Sounds like you're reporting from uh, from like a war zone. <laughs> Award winning journalist journalism. Um, yeah, but essentially talking about the deadline for the Euro twenty twenty squad submission is June the fourth, and if he doesn't get game time before the end of the season. Southgate may be reluctant to take him. Um, Do you think that will happen? No, I think Marcus Rashford goes. But the news wasn't very positive from Solskjaer yesterday mm. about the injury and about the setback. And he's dropped subsequently about 15 to 20p, which makes sense because he's missing out on potentially the latter stages of the Europa League and some league games. Um, so I kind of put my thinking cap on today and I pulled some numbers because we've got the England internationals in a month, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we've got Kane out, we've got Rashford out, we've got Raheem Sterling with his hamstring. He may make it, he may choose to opt out of it if he's not back to 100%. So I looked at England's next layer of wing forwards. Um, I was going to run a quick quiz with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, go on. Quick then. question, right. I'm going to give you some extra. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five players, England wing forwards. Let's exclude Rashford, Sterling, and Sancho because they're class. So exclude. So Rashford, Sterling and Sancho. Let's just forget those guys because we all know they're monsters. Yeah. If I give you Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah. Todd Cantwell. Yeah. Dwight McNeil. Mm -hmm. And Jack Grealish. Yeah. How would you rank those in terms of their expected goals per 90? All right. So we've got, sorry, we've got Barnes, we've got Grealish, we've got Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yep. We've got Dwight McNeil. Um, McNeil, and then we've Todd got... Cantwell. All right, so we'll go Grealish, number one. Yep. With his goal threat, you put him at one. Yep. Barnes, number two. Okay. Cantwell, three. McNeil... Oh, it depends, though, because Cho will have a smaller sample size. McNeil... Uh, Cho, four. McNeil, five. Not bad. I was surprised by this. I had to look into it today. Harvey Barnes is a one in three man. His XG per 90 is 0.35, which is pretty big. Four goals, six assists this season. So we've got Barnes in first place. He's first over Grealish. Yeah. I thought, do you know what? I've watched Leicester a few times this time and the guy shoots a lot. Big goal. He, he, misses, a, he misses a lot of chances. He's got 2.56 sh- shots per game. He, he shoots a lot. So that's why I put him second. But yeah. I just thought Grealish, I just thought his would have been higher. But that's surprising. Mm. Got Barnes at one. And then this really surprised me. Todd Cantwell. Second mm. place for Norwich, who are bottom of the league. XG per 90 of 0.26, I have it as. Which to wow. me stood out. Because he got Liverpool links this week as well, you know. Mm. Um, he did. So, yeah, he's number two. Number three, hudson Adoy. Uh, wow. 0. I've got it completely 4. wrong. Number four, Jack Grealish. And number five, Dwight McNeil. 
with an wow. XG per 90 of 0.04. So that's a, what, a one in 25, man. So I only got it. I only got one right. Mm. McNeil last. I was being calm. So yeah. let, us, let us know if you were out there and you uh, and you got those in order because, I mean, I, I've, I've no idea. You've battered me this. Uh, but it, this look, it's only, it's only XG for a bit of fun. And obviously there's so much more to data you can dig into and performances in the eye test. But mm. it's interesting to think about the next England squad and who may be next in line. Mm, because we've got mm. a couple of gaps haven't we yeah yeah it's going to be interesting that's going to be a big rise isn't it whoever whoever gets on that plane i think so um, i think so media yeah. potentially as well so i like uh, that piece um so that's your kind of england wing forwards we've obviously got the rashford injury and we've got the memphis to pie the dembele there are some big injuries out there and injuries we probably won't go into now it's a running short time but injuries and in their buying is a fascinating topic maybe we'll I think there's a lot of optimism, isn't there, in terms of mm. comebacks? And we've seen with Hudson Odoi this year, who's only averaged, I've got here, 45.36 minutes per game. Um, he struggled, I think, with some strength imbalance between his legs. That was a rupture. Mm. You know, Memphis is out there and everyone's assuming he's going to be at the Euros. But, you know, it's difficult. The chance of re injury is fairly large if you rush it. So, yeah, interesting bits there. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think we're about to go into our, I mean, Let's, I guess we're, yeah. we're rolling our debate and panda poser into one. But before we get into that, how's Uncle Richard doing? Uncle Richard is loving life on the index. You know, we, we, we got a yep. few messages. Yeah, that, we did. Uh, I've got a few DMs. How's Uncle Richard getting on? He's invested um, some more money. I won't give numbers away. Um, he picked up, and I don't know how he did it, and he still won't tell me because he believes he's got this edge. He picked up the Hertha Berlin right back. Is it Mittelstadt? Who I've uh, never seen play. Yes. I think yeah. I think Hertha Berlin changed formation and maybe went to wing backs. And he said, "I've got such a buzz because my player's gone up thirty percent." Um, so mm. Uncle Richard's loving life on the index at the moment, and I think he's well done, Uncle Richard, selling his Jaguar to invest in it. I think. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's what I got on WhatsApp. Contemplating Jaguar into FI. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. By episode fifteen, who knows? He might have his own little corner segment on the on the on the extra yeah. show. So uh, yeah. let's see. Yeah. But what's your uh, what have you got for me right. this week, Panda? To wrap up, Panda Poser. Lot Can of we just? Are you accepting defeat already with that? Yeah, got, that, I got a Chiesa. lot. Yeah, got a lot of abuse by DM about that. Um, what you're talking, and, what um, talking about? Kiesa <laughs> deserves to be higher. You lost. The I plot, texted Panda. you, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't I? I texted you, didn't I? As soon as he scored that, because I literally saw it. I was like, "Oh wow, Fiorentina one five one. Who scored?" Clicked on it, saw Case two, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he was our, he was the kind of debate, the pose that we did." And uh, go on, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> one nil to Unless, one nil to Fig. Uh, I got. Completely... I've just got to hope Orsolini doesn't absolutely wallop a few in in well, a row now, doesn't we? It? Said we'd judge it in four weeks, but I'll give you a half point to be fair. We said let's <laughs> look at the price cap in four weeks. It doesn't look very good after week one. But okay, fine. That wasn't a very successful debut. This week, I've been scratching my head left, right, and centre. Fight. I can't work this one out. This was going to be a panda poser for a few weeks' time. It's been brought forward through special demand and through the market. Okay. <laughs> it's Ollie Watkins at £1.68 versus Calvert Lewin at. Sadly, £1.89. I had this at £1.80, but £1.89 Calvert-Lewin versus Ollie Watkins, 20p. Why the hell is there only 20p gap between them? Right, you really want to make this 1-1, don't you? Um, no listener will one. be able to justify that to me. So, right, I, this is it's my job to try and attribute logic to, to, to the 
to the kind of price gap here. My only thing is, and, and a couple of reasons. One, I feel like Declan Rice, Declan Rice, Dominic Calvert-Ruin, Ruin? Lewin, I can't speak. Yeah, you're he has the... I am flustered, I'm rattled. He's got the... Um, what I'd say, he's got the Rashford syndrome, which is where people don't really rate him as a player that much. And it will take a while to kind of turn that ship to make the the perception and the kind of quote-unquote sentiment go with him, if that makes sense. And I, I think we saw it with Rashford only recently, but even him, he's kind of gone sideways in price but for a long time after Rashford broke onto the scene people were like oh it's not actually that great and he just kind of went up and down sidewards and I think I think he's experiencing a bit of that Calvert-Lewin especially after the uh, the big rise that he had the other thing is I think that a lot of people are very similarly to Jonathan David overbuying these non-PB trends and I think considering the the success that people would have, have had with James Madison with Jack Grealish in the past everyone wants that next player and considering there is I'd say less data from a kind of watching perspective and in terms of people's exposure to the data for Ollie Watkins it's there's more kind of easy money there do you know what I mean people are just chucking money in there Ollie, like, oh. Ollie Watkins is 24 years old <laughs> He's not even nineteen or eighteen like some of these. Look, uh, that's that's my that's my yeah, argument. Okay, I, fine. I've I've, I've that I've, I've set up shop. Those are my two arguments. One being that, um, one being that trend is very overbought, and people are trying to buy that next person, and uh, and you know there is that less lesser data on those players. He's less watched. Fine. It's it's easier to pump let, him. Let me put you out. And, let me put you out in misery. <laughs> Under 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 Silver, Everton scored 1.07 goals per 90 and had an expected goals tally of 1.61 per 90. Those numbers have soared under Ancelotti to 1.57 and 2.22 respectively. Everton was an average to bad team in terms of goals under Silver. Under Ancelotti, Everton have transformed into a good to great team. Um, to me, look at the numbers from Calvert-Lewin from the 11th of January through to modern day, uh, through to current day. The numbers are pretty damn good. And I think, you know, along with Tammy, he's got an outside chance for number nine spot. To me, I I can't work out why they're so close in price. But um, Mm. yeah, I've set my stall out. Let's see. Let's see where where the two go from here. I think my first point is maybe more valid. The kind of Rashford syndrome. I think that might be something. Um, And this kind of fetish with championship players i suppose yes um but uh yeah let's let's see four weeks four weeks we shall we shall collect the scores on that note i have to dash all righty uh thank you very much for coming on man where can people find out more about you at sporting underscore panda thank you very much for being on again thank you very much for listening if you guys enjoyed this please do let us know give us some feedback this is still a working process only uh progress process progress i'm still rattled from the poser uh it's four episodes in so any suggestions any feedback that you've got we truly appreciate it and enjoy the outro music